I'm Jeff Rake. I'm Matt Lau. I'm M.W. Wilson. And we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest, episode 106, Off Radar. In the Flight 828 Investigative Forum, there's a shot of the flight path. How much will this matter moving forward? We've seen that flight path before on on several of our other graphics. Uh, Really, that scene was more about the scientists sort of voicing some of the theories of what may have happened. And really, this isn't scientifically explainable. So once you upend the way the world works, how do you settle on, you know, new ground rules? And so it was sort of establishing what the scientists are arguing about there. We had, I don't know, a three or four minute scene where they went on with all kinds of random theories. And if you, I, I think if you can find a way to mute the audio and turn up the background noise when Vance and Powell are talking, there's some really funny discussion that goes on there. This isn't the last that we'll hear about the flight path. Uh, We're going to be hearing more about some of the scientific specifics associated with the flight, the weather, and other things that happened that night. So these kind of navigational issues continue to be part of our story and, 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 and will be quite relevant in episode 11 coming up. Cal's connection to Marco is both mental and physical. What does this say about Cal's abilities? And if Cal could feel Marco, can Marco feel Cal? I think that it's abilities, but also sensitivities, that one of the things that Ben hits on in the episode is that because Cal's immune system is lower and he's had cancer and stuff, that there's an element that he's more susceptible to the things that have happened. I I think it's a fair interpretation as well that there is something mutual going on between these two characters. When Cal utters help and hurry, he's presumably channeling Marco. And and I think that if you put a finer point on that, you know, if that help and hurry is coming from Marco, it's not because he is telling the doctors around him to help and hurry. And so I personally interpret this scene as evidence of some type of mutuality in terms of this this kind of channeling or two-way telepathy that's going on between the two characters. And on the other side, at some point, the doctors say Marco has a fever. Is that Cal's fever? Tell us about Ben's seating chart and whether that will play a role moving forward. It's important both because I think it indicates exactly how detailed Ben is being with his research, that he is going down every little rabbit hole, which I think is one of the important pieces of this episode where he's having a seemingly rational reaction from our standpoint, from the viewer's standpoint, but Grace being worried about Ben, about him going down rabbit holes like this. He's She's seen this behavior before with Cal's cancer. So watching how detailed Ben is being, whether it's rational for us as viewers, how, how much he's paying attention to the mystery, it indicates a deeper obsessiveness about him that may or may not be worrisome from a family perspective. Like any good detective, there's lots of evidence that you sift through and you don't know what's important until you know what's important. How important will Anna Ross be? Will we see her again? I don't know that we're going to see her again in this season. Uh, It's possible that we will. But, you know, I'd think of her more as someone who helped us get through this chapter. But she also shows us a deeper world with more texture in it because her journey in this episode isn't about Cal and Marco. It's she's living in a hotel or a motel because she came back and her life was upended. And it's sort of important to us to remind 
the audience that although we focus on the Stone family, there were a lot of passengers there and everyone is having their own journey with this. So it was, it was nice to be able to just touch into somebody else's role. Grace says that she'll believe anything. What's going on in her mind at this point? Grace has so little information that I think her befuddlement by what he's telling her is she's at the very beginning of her journey of being let into the mysteries of this world. But the thing is, again, with the scientists arguing about whether the fundamental laws of physics apply to the universe anymore, everyone's worlds have been upended. And we need to touch into the reality that if you're going to look at a world that doesn't behave the way you expect it to behave, it's not so simple as to say, I'm ready to believe anything. You actually have to believe it. And that's not an easy thing for the world to embrace. It's an important thing moving forward because we're going to see the way the world in general embraces or doesn't the return of this plane. And to understand that it's not just society as one large monolith that is going to behave the same way, that everyone has a different reaction. And I'm cheating forward to read to the next question, but that Grace and Jared have different reactions are important because not everyone is going to react to the same news in the same way. Why is Jared more willing to believe Michaela about the callings? And how is he processing this compared to Grace? Jared has a lot more data than Grace does by the time we get to 106, for better or worse. And so when Michaela starts to explain herself, it rings a little bit more true to Jared because he's been watching a lot of it play out in real time. On the other hand, Ben has been protecting his wife from a lot of this information. So to ask her to go from a place of blissful ignorance to a place of acceptance is asking a lot. And I think that some of the viewers who've been piling on to Grace for not being more accepting are being a little bit closed-minded in the sense that you have to think about Grace's journey through Grace's point of view. And it's very easy for us to form opinions about Grace's reactions because we, the audience, are taking the journey with Ben and Michaela, right? We, the audience, have been to every scene in the episode. Grace hasn't been to every scene in the episode. Grace has only been to the Grace scenes in the episode. And so you have to ask yourself, what does Grace know coming into this reveal, right? And so when Ben reveals to Grace here in Six, she knows a lot less than Jared knows. And that's why her reaction is different. And she'll get on board. It'll take her a while to get on board, but she'll get there. I think for me as a writer, that's what makes this show so relatable is that the kinds of struggles that they're having, even though the underpinning has this like unexplained, mysterious element to it, they're real relationship issues that everybody has when they're holding back information from their partner, withholding this or and trying to figure out how to build a relationship that's strong, whether it's like to protect somebody or because they're afraid to tell something, all those different things are just actual human relationship issues. I think both Jared and Grace are asking the same question, which is, what are you not telling me? And when Jared gets the answer, it puts a lot of things into focus, and he understands why Michaela has been behaving the way she has. When Grace hears the answer, she realizes that Ben might be going down a rabbit hole that he's gone down before, and this could be dangerous for their relationship and for his behavior going forward. Michaela and Jared find the farm where the 11 passengers are being held hostage. 
What is the significance of the red door? We need to be able to, as viewers, to track the location. And so, you know, a red door is something that we can see and register and we can talk about going forward. So it's, you know, we could have made it an oddly shaped door, but having Cal wake up saying, no, no, not the oddly shaped door, <laughs> that's not quite, you know, it doesn't play on screen. Talk about who the captives are being held by. Is this a front or a private organization working for the government? They make jet engines and mouthwash, so they're clearly a real entity. I don't know if they own any network television, but <laughs> I, I do believe that they are a real company. As to whether or not the board of directors or the entire company knows what they're working on, I would say it's probably a relatively small organization within the organization. What's going through Grace's mind during that conversation with Sanvi? I think Grace senses that Ben and Sanvi share some kind of intimacy through their knowledge that she's not privy to, and I think that puts her on edge. Yeah, so I think there's text and subtext going on, right? I mean, the words coming out of Grace's mouth are quite clear. You know, my son is not a science experiment. And so the text of the scene is conflict enough, right? Because Sanvi has, on the one hand, been the key to Cal having this new lease on life. But on the other hand, it's becoming quite clear to Grace that for whatever reason, Cal seems to be a lab rat of sorts. It's that moment when you're not sure if the doctor is looking out for your kid or if the doctor is looking out for the integrity of a larger medical finding. And Grace is no dummy. She senses that Sandy is perhaps, you know, torn between these two competing values. And then, and then beneath that, I'm not saying that we're telling this story yet, but I think that a woman can vibe when some other woman is vibing with her husband in a way that feels intimate to a troubling degree. And that doesn't necessarily mean romance, but there's a level of intimacy here that's making Grace understandably uncomfortable. And Grace knows that Ben's not telling her the whole truth and knows that Sanvi knows what Ben knows. And so there's that question of, trust in a partnership, right? I mean, let's get personal. I go home and there are mythology stories that I can't tell about this show at home. And my wife's like, but Jeff knows, doesn't he? And so, so there's a distrust there. She has to trust me that Jeff and I aren't taking liberties with the story down the road. Like there's an invested trust in the Grace-Ben partnership. And Grace has realized, particularly because of Ben's disclosures in this episode, that she may not trust his thought process. She may trust him as a human being, but the decisions he is making are very questionable to her, and that Sanvi is on the other side of those decisions and understands the reasoning behind them, I think is great reason for pause between Grace and Sanvi. Talk about the tests that are being done on the passengers that are held hostage. So the tests being done on these passengers, the viewers got to find out a lot about this right away. And the onion peel of that mystery is kind of core to our storytelling in 7, 8, and 9. So I think it's better that we not say too much. And those who are kind of listening to these episodes and also watching our episodes are going to find that they're going to get answers sooner rather than later. And so I think that we should let that play out. But I will say that the test being done on these passengers is kind of core to the jeopardy that Cal finds himself in in six and is going to circle back to a greater jeopardy, not only for Cal, but for all of the passengers by the time we get to nine, which we call the fall finale. We're not going to tell you who Ma'am is, but the important thing is it's not Vance and it's not Powell. 
Man will become a deal. Man is a deal. But that's a, a wait for it. I grew up in the era of television where you would turn it off after the episode and be frustrated because you don't want to wait another week. Now, apparently, you can just play next episode and get to your answers. But I still like, you know, ending an episode with a, no, 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 you can't leave me there. Or you can spend some time bantering with people on Twitter about what might be next. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Ready for the next chapter of Manifest? There's more mystery coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest, the official podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials at NBC Manifest on all platforms. 